What's up, everybody, and welcome to From the Top Rope. I am your host, Gerge Brooms, and I am here with episode number 53. It has been a long time since I've done a wrestling uh, podcast, uh, but I'm back here with episode number 53. And uh, if you're tuning in on the From the Top Rope podcast feed, so good to have you. If you are tuning in on the Wrestle Buzz podcast network, uh, I am glad to have you here and I'm glad for you to be joining us. If you're watching me on Instagram, I appreciate that too. Um, yeah, before we jump in and we start talking about some stuff, uh, I am proud to announce that uh, the From the Top Rope Wrestling Podcast is now officially part of the WrestleBuzz Network. Uh, it is a network of podcasts ran by the Instagram page WrestleBuzz at WrestleBuzz on Instagram. You can find them. And uh, it's us here. It's me. I'm just me at the From the Top Rope. We've got the Wrestling Journal podcast. They do a weekly podcast, uh, usually every weekend, and uh, awesome, awesome podcast. And of course, Project Kayfabe as a wrestling pop culture podcast. Uh, you can find them on Instagram at Project underscore Kayfabe. And I believe the Wrestling Journal just opened up their own Instagram too, at the Wrestling Journal on Instagram. Uh, a, a, we met up with these guys. Um, we've been talking online for a long time, and, and I was just in New York. If you follow me on Instagram, at I Hate Gershbrooms on Instagram, we were up in New York uh, for AEW Dynamite Grand Slam and Rampage Grand Slam. It was a lot of fun. Uh, the guys over at Project K Fave, the guys over the Wrestling Journal, we all met up. We had beers out in the parking lot, and then we enjoyed a great goddamn show. And we're proud to be a part of the WrestleBuzz Network, man. Um, I know we've got a lot, a lot of good ideas uh, cooking in the kitchen um, to include some stuff I'll talk about later on in the show. But like I said, if you check them out uh, at WrestleBuzz on Instagram and look on uh, on wherever you get your podcast from, Spotify, Apple, wherever it is, you can find uh, through the Wrestle. Uh, you can look up WrestleBuzz Podcast Network or the WrestleBuzz Network on those platforms, and you'll be able to find the Wrestling Journal Project Kayfabe, and of course. From the top rope. So glad to be here. So glad to be back. And so glad to be part of the WrestleBuzz Network. Um, I have never talked. I don't know if I've ever talked about this before, but I'm going to talk about it today. Over at the Wrestling Journal, they always talk about uh, uh, paper champions, uh, fantasy wrestling done right. Uh, Eric James, he uh, manages the whole thing. He's a great dude. Um, he's part of this whole family as well, and he's got a great thing going on. Um, you can't sign up yet. They only do one sign up per year, and that's at the right after WrestleMania, so the beginning of wrestling season. Uh, but right now, I just want to throw it out there that I'm in fifth place overall, and I'm in the third place of the Universal Title Division. I had bangers of the last couple weeks. I've got Brian Danielson and John Moxley both on my uh, my fantasy league, oh, my fantasy team. Finn Balor, Edge. And Bobby Lashley holding it down too. And we're doing pretty good. I know we got Extreme Rules coming up this weekend, which of course we'll talk about here in a minute. And uh, we do the score sheets for the pay-per-view, and I can't wait for that. So uh, The Paper Champion, uh, if you look them up, thepaperchampion.com. Like I said, Eric James over there holding it down, doing some awesome things. All right, so one of the things I wanted to talk about uh, is the new format of the show. If you remember the old format, the, the normal format I used for a long time. I just kind of went over the, the week of wrestling and stuff like that. But uh, now that we're joining into the WrestleBuzz Network, um, you get a really good rundown of the week in wrestling if you go over to the Wrestling Journal Podcast. Check them out, the Wrestling Journal Podcast on the WrestleBuzz Network. Uh, they do a phenomenal job of running down the week in wrestling. 
So I've kind of got a new format for the show to kind of talk about wrestling and to talk about the things I love about wrestling and to kind of give you my opinions as we're going into certain things. Uh, so we're going to break it up into a few different segments. I don't have like fancy jingles to like get me into like the next segment or anything like that. But uh, we're going to start off with the uh, the 10 count. So the 10 count is going to be the top 10 news stories as I see them of wrestling in the last week. Uh, so this is coming out on Monday morning. So it's basically Monday to Monday news stories. Um, and then we're going to talk about our main topic. Uh, the main topic uh, this week is going to be the, we're going to talk about the White Rabbit teases that have been going on, which uh, potentially could uh, culminate this weekend at Extreme Rules. And we're going to announce our uh, of the week uh, winners. Uh, I've got several categories where we talk about those people of the week, kind of like the MVPs. And then we're going to preview the week in wrestling. What do we got coming up this week? Uh, hopefully you're listening to this Monday morning, so we catch you before Raw. And then, of course, we're going to go into what I call the hot tag. And this is where I'm going to do my opinion piece on a certain topic in wrestling. Uh, this week uh, is going to be, is, is AEW turning into WWE? Stay tuned for the end of the podcast for that one. And since I don't have like some fancy jingle to bring us into the 10 count, uh, I'll get it there soon. So I'm going to the 10 count. There it is. All right. So let's talk about the 10 count. Let's talk about the top 10 news stories in wrestling this last week. All right. Number 10, we can talk about Malachi Black. All right. So a lot of conversations been happening about Malachi Black. Um, he did a send-off um, not too long ago. Maybe it was All Out is when he did a send-off. He did uh, his wave to the crowd and all that stuff. And there was a lot of rumors around whether or not he was... Um, there was like talking they talked about a conditional release from AEW. and then But nobody knew what those conditions were. And then there were rumors going around that maybe the conditions were um, six months non-complete clause. Uh, but he was full released from his contract. There was a lot of stuff about mental health issues and stuff like that. And it gets really weird when you start speculating about mental health and all that fun stuff. Um, but Malachi Black went on Instagram Live and kind of cleared the air. I'm not going to dissect the entire Instagram Live. But basically the, the thing was he is not done with AEW and he plans on returning to AEW. Um, basically kind of talked about a hiatus and AEW is giving a hiatus and uh, he was on board with that. Um, there was He also said that he's not on a five-year contract. He says he's not on a five-year contract, which kind of contradicts what Tony Khan said not too long ago. Um, but if there's anything we're learning about Tony Khan is that he's kind of a madman, and I think he just says things because he gets really competitive. Um, and we'll kind of talk about that in our hot tag segment later on. But yeah, Malachi Black staying with AEW for now, but just taking a break. So I hope he comes back. I know there's the talk with you know Triple H's uh, WWE, you know, Raw, SmackDown, and stuff like that, and him being there. Um, but I think AEW, I will talk about in the hot tag, but AEW has some shuffling to do uh, to kind of get back on its feet a little bit. So Malachi Black staying with AEW, um, at least for the time being. All right, number nine, top story. Shawn Michaels, he had an interview. We talked about NXT. And if you guys remember, um, and kind of like the NXT 2.0 uh era like when it was kicking off uh you know this time last year uh, there's a lot of conversations about vince mcmahon kind of shutting off the indies uh shutting off um not just the indies but like new japan and stuff like that um stop bringing in talent from other uh wrestling promotions whether it be independent or more larger ones like impact or new japan or anything like that and they want to focus on homegrown talent they just want to go find athletes and i think it's called like the nil program the next in line program which i think is still a thing 
Um, but yeah, basically cut off the indies. We want to build our own stars from the ground up, which was kind of the philosophy of NXT 2.0. Um, and you can have your opinions of whether or not that was successful or not successful. Uh, but Shawn Michaels came out this week and confirmed that NXT is in the, the business of scouting the indies and getting back in there and looking for, looking for the indies and looking for other promotions for talent, which I think is a, a great it's a great idea. The only problem I have with that idea is when you start reaching into the indies and then you put some really, really great stars that are either in the indies or, like I said, New Japan, Impact, AEW, Ring of Honor, MLW, whatever the other major independent promotions uh, that could be out there. I put air quotes up for the audio listeners. But uh, some of them don't need to go through NXT de developmental. They don't need to. They don't need to sit down at the Performance Center week after week uh, playing in front of the same crowd. Um, you can move them straight to Raw and SmackDown. Maybe have them run some drills down at the Performance Center, learn some hard camera stuff. But you don't need to have them going through the regular rigmarole of NXT, you know, with likes of like... Uh, I don't know, some of their greener talent. Like keep the green talent down at NXT. And if they're good for the major leagues, teach them some tricks and bring them up to Raw or SmackDown. Um, but yeah, Indy Stars coming back in the WWE, which is great. Because I look back at that that like 2015, 2016 era of NXT where it was just beautiful, right? And uh, there, was, you know, there was a lot of Indy Stars. It was sprinkled in with some homegrown stars. And um, it was perfect. It was great. And I think they could bring that type of level of excitement. But you need the Indy Stars to kind of do that. And just for some little behind-the-scenes stuff, my my countdown's backwards. So let's see if I can remember where we're at now. Number seven, uh, Wrestle Votes Wrestle Votes came out with a uh, story that Finn Balor is scheduled to get a major push, and he is very well liked in the new regime. I think we're seeing that Finn Balor is on my paper champion uh, fantasy team, and uh, he has definitely been getting a lot of attention uh, through the Judgment Day, through storylines. Um, obviously, he has a match coming up this weekend with Edge, uh, I Quit match, and uh, we'll kind of get into my predictions for Extreme Rules here in a minute. But uh, Finn Balor is a, is a great worker, and he's he's a character. He's charismatic. Um, it would be stupid for him not to, but I think. Uh, obviously, under the Vince McMahon days, uh, having a character like Finn Balor was not really the, the type of person he was looking to push. But, hey, Vince McMahon's gone now, okay? So, new team is looking to push Finn Balor, and I think that is the way to go. All right, number six, Sasha Banks. <laughs> I feel like I feel like when we start, you know, Sasha Banks left, and then and then Triple H took over, we're gonna like, oh, we're going to get Sasha Banks back, right, and Naomi. And kind of a hot take. I don't really like Naomi that much. She just doesn't... She's a fine entrance and maybe some good stuff in the ring, but I honestly don't care if Naomi comes back. That's just me, right? Uh, but Sasha Banks is phenomenal, right? And so whenever Triple H came in, there's a lot of conversations about... Uh, about her coming back into the WWE fold. I think Triple H even commented on some point, talking about how some bridges need to be rebuilt or something like that. Um, but yeah, she took her WWE tag out of her Twitter name and turned it back to her, uh, or turned it to her actual real name, which is like Mercedes something, I can't remember. But um, a lot of speculation on what does that mean? What does that mean that she took off uh, the WWE and uh, Sasha Banks off of that and turned it back to her, her real name? Um, she could be working the marks. I'm just saying, here I am on my podcast on a Monday morning talking about it. Could be working the marks. Um, or she could seriously be done and trying to distance herself from WWE. We know she's made some non-WWE appearances, charged a ridiculous amount of money. They had that weird social distance thing where everyone was staying like six feet away from her. 
But uh, I put I pose the question out to you, Wrestling Universe. Do you guys want Sasha Banks back? Do you think she'd be better in AEW or somewhere else? Um, or do you think we're all being worked like the little Marky Marks we are and she's just doing it to get people like me to talk about it on a podcast? Let me know in the comments section what you think. All right, take a sip of my beer. <sighs> Number five, Soraya Soraya. I'm sorry if I messed it up. I, I, a page. Um, I want to be respectful and call her by her new name or her actual name, excuse me. Uh, but yeah, I'll call her Soraya. Soraya has a three-year deal with AEW, but there's uh, it's super uncertain of what it entails when it comes to performing inside the ring. Um, I, I guess all the promo this last week on Dynamite wasn't the best promo of all time. We'll give her the grace pass because um, you know obviously she hasn't cut a promo in a long time. Um, said some cringy stuff about Vince McMahon. I'm definitely over that. Like AEW is not the same. You know, it was really cute to do that shit back like in early days of like Dynamite, like that first three months of Dynamite. Remember when Jericho said something like uh, he had Jake Hager come out and everybody was doing the We the People in the audience, and he said, "Hey, shut that shit down. That was uh, bad creative. That's well, a bad gimmick by bad creative or something like that." That got huge pops, and that was fine. Vince McMahon's not there anymore. Girl, you broke your freaking neck, okay? Uh, give them a little bit of a break. I don't know if they didn't want to put you back in the ring or what you thought they were going to do, but um, it's just a little weird. But uh, we don't know if she can wrestle yet. Um, obviously, she was not cleared at WWE, and I think um, there were reports going around that she was trying to get cleared or something like that, or she was at least being examined uh, for basically like uh, what would it take to come back to the ring. But, yeah. Do you guys want to see her wrestle? I don't know. Uh, I think her just being in the business is great. I don't know uh, if we need to see her wrestle. Um, but she has a, a record, a 0-0 zero and zero record on the AEW roster page. So maybe we'll see her back. But, yeah, she's in AEW now for three years. Um, and, uh, yeah, let me know what you guys think about that down in the comment section. All right, number four, Andre Idolo posted free El Idolo. <laughs> <laughs> on Twitter, uh, which has sparked up a lot of rumors about him wanting his AEW release. Now, uh, when we get down to our hot tag segment, when we talk about AEW turning into WWE, um, probably more of like WCW, but we'll talk about that in a minute. Um, Andrade is definitely one of those guys who came in during the pandemic. I think he was released during the pandemic, came in during the pandemic of AEW, and um, nah, nothing. You know what I'm saying? Nothing. Nah, he hasn't really done anything. He's had a couple feuds here and there. Um, had some weird stuff with Matt Hardy there for a little bit. But he hasn't really done anything. So uh, his frustrations could, I mean, obviously come from the fact that he's not being utilized. But um, is he a guy that needs to be utilized? That's a question we all need to kind of ask. Because he's like the type of guy who needs to be utilized. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, you know, he's great in the ring. Uh, Jericho's got his spinning back elbow, though, so I don't know what move he would do. But I don't know. Maybe he doesn't need to be in AEW. Maybe he's like one of those guys that just needs to float around on the independent circuits, do some stuff down in Mexico, and kind of just pop in and out. Um, oh God, his name just went away from my head. Um, he's currently doing it now. Zack Ryder, um, uh, Matt Cardona, there it is. Uh, he's doing that stuff right now, and I think he's doing it beautifully. I mean, I don't know how much he gets paid versus 
I mean, obviously, he can't be making that much money compared to WWE, but he is out there killing it, just circling the indies and just doing his thing. He was NWA champion. He's up in GCW doing all types of stuff, and he seems like he's having fun. And maybe that's the type of stuff Andrade needs to be doing. Uh, but yeah, he's posting some pretty cryptic stuff on Twitter, uh, potentially uh, asking for his release. Um, yeah, is what it is. Um, Get Miro, too, while you're at it. What's Miro doing, too? He posts stuff on Twitter all the time. I think he wants out. Um, but I think there were some backstage uh, dirt sheets that came out talking about how he actually doesn't want out. And there was just he's just working the marks on Twitter, I guess. All right, number three. World Rumble tickets went on sale uh, this last week, uh, last Friday. And uh, boy, oh boy, are they expensive. Now... Uh, I'm looking into getting the tickets because I only live about seven and a half hours away from San Antonio, so I'm trying to work my way down there. But the tickets are expensive. Nosebleeds are $300, y'all. $300. They're trying to pull that bullshit that Tony just did at uh, Grand Slam where he charged, he talked about his million-dollar gate but sold 6,000 less tickets than last year. Um, yeah, because all the tickets were expensive. But they weren't this expensive. $300 for the nosebleeds is a lot. Uh, but also... Um, only half the arena is being used. I mean, it's the Alamo Dome. I think what they do, the Alamo Dome in 2017, I think the last time they did the Rumble. And I don't remember looking based off of what I saw on the TV that it was half the arena. It's only half the arena uh, for the Rumble this year. So that's yeah, just interesting to look at, uh, but they're super expensive. Um, I did find one ticket for $55, but it wouldn't let me buy it. It said I need to buy two tickets, but it was the only ticket for $55. So I would have to buy a $350 ticket to get the $55 ticket. And I was like, no, no, I'm still looking at tickets. Um, most likely going to go to the Rumble this year. Just found it fascinating how expensive the goddamn tickets were. Um, and I think they're pretty much almost sold out. I think it may be the resale. Maybe that's what it is. The resellers are coming out because I think the tickets are pretty much sold out. All right. Number three, Randy Orton. This is a very light rumor. I'm sprinkling, 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 sprinkling very light salt on this rumor. Um, but, but apparently his injury that's had him out of actions for the last several months might be worse than what was originally expected. And I guess some conversations are happening uh, of his future in general, what it means coming back to wrestling at all. I want to throw this out there. I, I haven't seen too many reports on this. So um, take it with a grain of salt. You didn't hear it from me, but you kind of did a little bit. What would we do if Randy Orton is actually out? Like, what if he's actually out? He's not going to come back. Um, one of the best things I've seen in wrestling, I say, in like the last five years, and it was so small and so beautiful, but I loved every second of it. Um, I was just talking about it last weekend when we were at uh, AEW Grand Slam with the boys from the Wrestling Journal and Project K. Baby. We were talking about um, subtleties, and we'll talk about subtleties here in a minute. We talk about the the White Rabbit stuff, but um, I remember back whenever. Uh, Randy Orton and Randy Orton and AJ Styles. I can't remember who Randy Orton was fighting, but he's at the house show like on a Sunday, and he faked hurt his knee, and then the cell phone footage of him hurting his knee like got circulated around, and they made that announcement that he was going to make an announcement about his career, and because it was all cell phone footage, nothing was officially actually released by WWE. Everyone thought that this was real and that Randy Orton was coming out to give his retirement speech because he had permanently injured himself to where he could not uh, continue being a professional wrestler. And then he RKO'd the shit out of AJ Styles, which led into, damn, was maybe that was their WrestleMania match. I think it was WrestleMania 35. Um, we all got worked by 
cell phone footage and all that stuff like that. So I don't know if this is some stuff being leaked, maybe for a Royal Rumble pop. I don't know what that is. But Randy Orton was, I think, the most over he had ever been over right before he left with his injury. So to lose him now would be a goddamn shame. Uh, so I hope everything's good with him. I hope we get some more official reporting coming out on that one. Um, but yeah, Randy Orton, according to some very light reporting, um, might be more injured than originally thought. All right, number two story of the week. AEW was asked by Warner Brothers not too long ago. I think we all uh, we all remember this. And Warner Brothers was like, hey, you guys need to turn down, tone down, excuse me, the cursing on the show, right? Um, I mean, they it was like one shit per show, and then they got the two, and then they're like eight shits. And I think Jungle Boy called, uh, when he called Christian a, Pussy <laughs> didn't have a shirt that said pussy on it or something like that. It was getting a little out of there, right? But I'm here for it. I like that shit. But yeah, Warner Brothers told me to turn it down. But if you remember back on the, the show this last week when uh, Soraya said shit, they bleeped it out. They said Brett Rhymes was shit. They bleeped it out. And I remember when I saw the bleep, I was like, well, damn, she must have said something really awful because they let Jungle Boy say pussy on the show. Uh, but no, apparently they, they are toning it down. So when she said shit, they bleeped it out. I'm fascinated by that because shit, I feel like, has been like the cornerstone of AEW's programming. Um, WWE was kind of doing bitches there for a little bit, and then you know AEW had shit. Uh, but yeah, they were supposed to tone it down, and they did. They bleeped out Soraya this week when she said Britt Rhymes was shit. All right, final story of the night. Uh, Seth Rollins was being interviewed by BT Sports, talking about all sorts of things, but I think the question got up got brought up by the uh, the interviewer about Bray Wyatt. And uh, I definitely recommend you go out there and listen to the, the interview because uh, he goes in depth and um, I think it was like a little bit of character, but a little bit of real. Uh, you can see uh, you can see kind of what he's talking about. And he said, uh, Bray Wyatt is a difficult character to work with. And he said, nobody comes out of any feud with him better. And if you look back at his feud, and he even name-dropped Daniel Bryan in the interview, uh, if you look back, like, yeah, who actually worked a program with either The Fiend or Bray Wyatt or whatever it might be and actually came out better? Um, and, of course, Seth Rollins' name, Randy Orton, was the best because Randy Orton killed him. That's, you know, essentially what it is. And uh, so Randy Orton is the only one that's ever come out, but he also stopped him. So um, fascinating to think about with Seth Rollins talking about that with BT Sports um, as we're getting all these teases, which we'll talk about momentarily. And uh, if, if you... If Seth Rollins knows that, right? If Seth Rollins is sitting there saying that in a public forum, Seth Rollins knows that. There's no way in hell, and during whatever's going on with these white, white rabbit teases and stuff like that, um, that, the, that the statement hasn't been brought up. Hey, you guys, we, if we're going to do this, if this is Bray Wyatt, if we're going to do this, um, here's my opinion. No one ever comes out a winner after a Bray Wyatt feud. And hopefully they're taking that information and they're turning it into some amazing storylines where people will come out looking better. And hopefully Bray Wyatt comes out looking better. Um, but yeah, Seth Rollins, BT Sports. Go check out the interview if you haven't checked it out. All right, I'm going to take a sip of my beer and we're going to go into our main topic of tonight, which we're going to talk about the white rabbit teases that have been all over WWE in the last few weeks. Sip my beer first, though. Ah, I don't have the time or patience to go in there and edit it out of the video or the audio. So you guys just get to hear me sip my wonderful IPA. This is the IPA from Fort Walton Beach. This is where I used to live. I live in Clovis, New Mexico now. And 
delicious IPA from the Props Brewery and Tap Room. Uh, Flying Coffin IPA. Uh, if you guys are ever in Fort Walton Beach, check them out. Uh, if you guys want me to drink one of your IPAs, I love IPAs, send, send me a message. I will be happy to drink a local IPA from wherever you are and talk about it on the show. But this is a Flying Coffin from uh, Props Brewery and Tap Room down in Fort Walton Beach, Florida. Mm. Mm. <sighs> Let me get my coaster. So the main topic of tonight... We're going to talk about the white rabbit teases now. So let's let's go back a little bit. Let's talk about the Dexter Loomis stuff and why I think the Dexter Loomis stuff was important uh, to what we're doing right now. I remember I was traveling here, so I was in a hotel, and um, whenever they Dexter Loomis was like first spotted in the crowd, and I remember WWE at least the the footage I watched on live on Raw. They did a pretty good job of like not actually recognizing what was going on. Like it was a very wide shot. You could see the commotion. You could see, I think it was AJ Styles in the ring kind of looking off and whatever. Um, but then of course, immediately after, WWE shit the bed and they just start posting everything online. And it was like, no, God damn it, WWE. Can't you just be subtle for a moment? Because they were being pretty subtle throughout the, the show. I think that was the same show where they had the, the various like car accidents and stuff going on in the background. I was like, damn, WWE, you were doing you're almost there, and then you shit the bed with all the posting everything online. There's Dexter Loomis. Ah, look, we got this great professional camera footage. Um, I, I felt like that was a missed opportunity to kind of just let something simmer in the background. And they did some more background stuff, but they were very on the nose about Dexter Loomis. Y'all, let's fucking talk about this White Rabbit stuff. And I know there are a million tech talks and a million podcasts, including the Wrestling Journal podcast, <laughs> including Project Kayfabe. And we, and we all sat around outside Arthur Ashe Stadium in the Queens, New York, talking about the White Rabbit, talking about Bray Wyatt. And y'all, I, I'm going to go a little bit hyperbole for a moment. At least I started watching wrestling again in, in 2018. All right, that's when I came back in the wrestling. If you listen to the podcast, you know my story. I listened to it in the I watched it in the 90s, uh, watched it in the early 2000s, and then I came back in 2018. Y'all, since I've been watching wrestling, um, there have been like a handful of just amazing things. I talk about the Becky Lynch, the Man Run, uh, leading up to WrestleMania, uh, and I talk about some stuff. Listen, guys, this stuff right here. Especially if it turns out to be Bray Wyatt. And my opinion is the best goddamn shit that WWE has done in the last four or five years. I mean, when they talk about the the, the White Rabbit songs playing uh, in between commercials, like or during the commercial breaks, I think it was at SmackDown when it first happened. And everyone's like, oh, that's pretty cool. Look at that. And they had the, the song playing with the no lights. And then it got to that one part of the song and the lights came in. And it was all cell phone footage, right? It was all cell phone footage. And it was just one of those things where you felt like you had to be there to witness it. And people were just posting it on YouTube and TikTok and Instagram and all this stuff. And, but then, man, it happened at the next live show. It happened at the next night at a live show. It wasn't even on TV. Wasn't even supposed to be. And then, of course, I think there's another live show on Sunday night. And then, of course, it happened again on Monday Night Raw. And I think it was that Friday Night SmackDown. So a week later after the original teases is whenever, like, the first QR code 
uh, popped up like in the background or something like that. I can't remember when the QR code popped up. And of course the QR code takes you to some very cryptic messages. There's tons of videos online talking about all the various barcodes. So I think it was a barcode just in the back. It was Austin Theory, I think, talking. And then that was on Raw. And then on SmackDown, they had like a uh, uh, a party going on. There was a, bar, there was a QR code. Um, I think on Raw, they had a QR code on the announce table. And then of course we had like the first real QR code, tease code, like right in our face is when a QR code flashed up on the screen. And of course that led us down some other games and some White Rabbit stuff. Very Bray Wyatt, right? Very Bray Wyatt. And of course the most recent one that popped up on SmackDown this last Friday was a lot of things. And uh, if you go listen to the Wrestling Journal podcast, uh, they broke it down and all the different codes. Uh, of course, there's so many. Um, there was stuff talking about, uh, there's a phone number you can call and it had some cryptic message, but if you reverse it, it spelled out uh, Bel Air. And then it talked about, it had a quote that was very Bray Wyatt, like it was a quote from like something in the past um, that he said before. Um, when they talk about Bel Air, people have linked it to the Fresh Prince of Bel Air, who was originally from West, Pennsylvania, or West, West Philadelphia in Pennsylvania, uh, which is where Extreme Rules is on uh, Friday night. One of them gave you GPS coordinates, which took you to um, uh, took you to a field where there was like a rabbit, like you could see the rabbit, like a GPS, like you look down, it's like a big rabbit. Um, the zip code for White Rabbit Records, and then whenever you went to the White Ra- White Rabbit Records. YouTube page, it only had two videos, one from 15 years ago, and then one that was recent that had a zip code that takes you to the zip code, and I believe it was Wyndham, North Carolina, or something like that. Wyndham, though. Um, all these teases that have been happening in the background, and WWE has just been laying them out there, like the white rabbit, follow the rabbit down the rabbit hole, right? And just allowing us to bathe in it. And I couldn't be any more fucking happy with that. The fact that we get to participate in what we love is what we want to do. We love that. You understand? So the fact that we're the ones spreading this, we're the ones getting hyped. Extreme Rules is one of the fucking most hyped shows of the year. This is going to be Triple H's third pay-per-view. We give SummerSlam was kind of a pass, but then uh, he had uh, Clash of the Castle, which was amazing. He's got us hyped for a B-level pay-per-view that two, three years ago we wouldn't have given two shits about. Last year we didn't give a shit about. I think last year was the first Extreme Rules pay-per-view without a single stipulation um, or stipulation match. And now we have... I mean, we'll talk about it later, but we have all stipulation matches. But then we have this weird tease of a returning Bray Wyatt on a B-level pay-per-view. Um, bravo. I hope... I hope somebody puts out a podcast talking about how they put this whole thing together because it has been absolutely remarkable. It's been fun every single week trying to catch up and see what the new clues are and following it down a rabbit hole and trying to figure out where it goes. And uh, I'm excited about what, I mean, if it's not Bray Wyatt, all right, listen, guys, if it's not Bray Wyatt, there's going to be a lot of angry fucking people. Y'all need to understand, WWE, you've set a standard with this type of weird, nonsense, spooky shit that it's Bray Wyatt. And this is so Bray Wyatt, right? Um, but let's say it is, because I, I think most people will agree it is, the, you have the Wyatt Six, right? So like not too long ago, uh, Bray Wyatt changed uh, or Twitter name or something like that to the Wyatt Six. There's a lot of rumors going around about Dexter Loomis, about uh, Karrion Cross, uh, Alexa Bliss coming back into the fold. All this weird stuff about creating the Wyatt Six. And uh, I just want you to know that I'm absolutely here for it. I would love for it to be like, 
Like, so Bray Wyatt debuts at Extreme Rules and they start, and then for either drops the tease or something about the Wyatt Six. And, uh, and then, like, we spend the next six weeks, seven weeks, whatever it is, trying to figure out who the Wyatt Six are. Like, create another mystery. Who are the Wyatt Six? I think back to Lost. Um, and if you've ever watched the show Lost, um, right at the beginning of season four, this is a spoiler alert. So, fuck, if you guys haven't watched a show that's been off the air for over 10 years, um, uh, at the end of season three, you find out that they left the island. So season four is like the story of how they got off the island. And um, you find out the very first part of the first episode that they call it the Oceanic Six, uh, which is the six survivors of Oceanic Flight 815. If you watch Lost, you know what I'm saying. And you basically spend like the next four or five episodes trying to figure out who the Oceanic Six are. And I would absolutely love for that type of stuff to come through in the next few weeks leading up to what's next? Uh, Crown Jewel, right? Crown Jewels. We've got Crown Jewel coming up. We can play of who are the Wyatt Six. Um, yes, very excited about the White Rabbit stuff. Uh, go listen to the Wrestling Journal podcast because they break it down. Uh, they break down all the teasers really, really well. Uh, but yeah, hopefully this Saturday night we'll find out more uh, at Extreme Rules. All right. So before we start previewing the week of wrestling coming up this week, um, like I said, you listen to this on Monday morning, uh, Monday, the, what is it, the 3rd of October? Um, I don't have my calendar in front of me. One third, Yeah, 3rd of October. Let's talk about of the weeks. So if you go follow me on Instagram, at I hate, I hate Grooms, that's me, uh, you can follow this podcast, at From the Top Row Podcast. Every Sunday I get on there and I post my of the week. So, mm. Get a sip of that delicious IPA. So let's talk about, I do moment of the week, promo of the week, match of the week, and of course, wrestler of the week. So let's talk about my moment of the week. And like I said, you can find all these on my Instagram at From the Top Row Podcast. So moment of the week has to go to Candice LeRae returning to WWE and debuting on Monday Night Raw. Of course, I think it was back in February. She had, uh, her and Johnny Gargano had a baby and she's been out and it was just awesome to see her back. Um, not that big of a response, but I think that's like her first time ever being on WWE, so good for her. She's actually, I mean, when I say WWE, main roster WWE, she spent all of her time down in NXT, and uh, so it's good. Her and her husband are together, and it was a nice, easy match against uh, Nikki Cross, which of course, or Nikki A.S.H., and Nikki A.S.H. ripped off her mask, and maybe she's going back to the Nikki Cross character, whatever the hell has happened there, but good for Candice LeRae. She got this week's moment of the week. Promo of the week. Now, this was a hard week for promos, okay, guys? Because it was not that much floating around. Uh, but I have to give it up to Braun Breaker and his Steiner math. All right, that was hilarious. Just do it. Just name him Steiner already, man. Uh, he's a damn Steiner. Um, I, didn't, I, I didn't get a chance to watch the whole thing, but I think he did a table of three with uh, both his dad and his uncle, uh, the Steiner brothers. And I need to watch that because it actually looked pretty funny. They were all talking about who stole whose moves. And, of course, they're accusing... Braun Breaker of stealing um, their moves. And he's like, no, no, those are my moves. You stole those moves. And it's pretty funny. Uh, but yeah, Braun Breaker doing Steiner math on NXT this week. Promo of the week. Uh, match of the week. Uh, there was a, this, was a, this was a hard one. Because uh, we had this one. And we had the uh, Sami Zayn, Solo Sokoa, um, and uh, Madcap Moss, and uh, Ricochet match from SmackDown, which was pretty good. Uh, but this, to me, was the match of the week because it was just so hype. And it was on a really, really boring episode of AEW. And that's uh, Chris Jericho versus Bandito for the ROH Championship. Of course, Jericho won retaining his championship. But damn, what a match. 
damn, it was hype. And Jericho is way too old to be doing this stuff, and I can't believe he keeps pulling it off. If you haven't watched that match, you should definitely go check it out. It's from Dynamite, the main event of Dynamite last week, and a really good match. Jericho versus Bandito on Dynamite. And, of course, Wrestler of the Week is going to go to two people this week, Sami Zayn and Solo Sokoa. Um, I don't know how the hell Sami Zayn is over with Solo Sokoa, but it is fucking happening, and we are all here for it. Um, I believe it was on Monday Night Raw. He definitely had the match on uh, on SmackDown. But just the hype being the honorary oos and all that stuff. And, of course, Solo Sokoa came up just rocking and rolling right away to the main roster. He should have never been down at NXT in the first place. Uh, they are your wrestlers of the week. All right, let me take another sip of my drink because I'm talking a lot. It's just me on this podcast. I'm talking a lot. Let's talk about, let's preview the next week, all right? So let's talk about what's happening tonight on Monday Night Raw, the go-home show for Monday Night Raw for Extreme Rules. We've got Braun Strowman taking on Chad Gable, and I believe this is Chad Gable's uh, hometown, too. Um, so he's going to be murdered in front of his entire hometown. Uh, Candice Ray will be back on with uh, going against Dakota Kai. And Johnny Gargano will be going up against Otis. On NXT, we've got Alba Fire, Nikia Lyons, and Zoe Stark taking on the trio of Toxic Attraction. We've got Grayson Waller Effect, uh, his little show uh, with uh, Cora Jade and Roxana Perez, or Roxanne Perez, excuse me. And we've got Andre Chase versus Von Wagner, a North American Championship ladder match qualifier match uh, coming up this week on NXT. Uh, for AEW Dynamite, we got MJF versus Wheeler Yuta. I'm actually looking forward to that. It should be pretty good. It's, I like that they're keeping MJF a little busy while Hangman uh, goes after the, the title and mocks. Um, of course, we got Hangman Page versus Rush, newly uh, all-elite graphic Rush, if you follow AEW on, uh, on social media. And, of course, we got Darby Allin versus Jay Lethal. On SmackDown, of course, it's the SmackDown. So the day before Extreme Rules is the go-home show. Uh, we will have Roman Reigns and Logan Paul face-to-face uh, in preparation for their match coming up in November at Crown Jewel. Uh, we've got Sheamus versus Gunther 2 for the Intercontinental Championship. Uh, my prediction for that is that this is where Sheamus takes it. I believe the Intercontinental Championship is the one he hasn't taken or he hasn't held before. Um, Gunther can go off and do something different. Um, it, it would be a great win. I believe it's like this is, uh, what's it called? Uh, SmackDown's like season premiere or whatever they call it. Um, yeah, I believe Sheamus is going to take that. And, of course, we got Ricochet versus Solo Sokoa or Aola Sokoa is my computer has autocorrected to and for rampage i haven't seen anything for rampage i'm sure there's some matches but i haven't seen anything for rampage posted yet all right and of course on saturday night we have wwe extreme rules uh coming up live on peacock um before i jump into my predictions and the preview for the show uh just to let you guys know that we will be doing a uh live review uh more to come on where it'll be i think it's going to be on youtube a live review. We'll do it on the uh, on YouTube, and then we'll post it uh, on the social media. Or excuse me, on the podcast uh, audio format later on. Um, go to WrestleBuzz, uh, WrestleBuzz podcast, WrestleBuzz Network. Excuse me, I want to say podcast networks. WrestleBuzz Network uh, on wherever you get your podcast from, and uh, you will find our post show. We're gonna do a right after the show's over with. We're gonna do a post show review of the show. Uh, with me and some of the other boys from uh, the WrestleBuzz Network. Uh, so check us out. Look for us on Saturday night and early Sunday morning for that podcast. All right, but so let's talk about the show. The one thing that's great about Extreme Rules, I've already kind of 
gone to town talking about uh, how exciting it is with the Bray Wyatt stuff. Um, I'm actually excited for this pay-per-view or premium live event, whatever they want to call it. Sip my beer. Ah, there it is. So let's talk about the matches. I see we got six matches right in front of us. And uh, let's see, the first one we'll talk about is uh, the Brawling Brutes, Seamus, Ridge, Holland, and Butch versus Imperium. Go through Ludwig, Von, Ludwig, Crazer, and Giovanni Vinci. <laughs> Um, yeah, the Brawling Brutes versus Imperium in a old-fashioned Donnybrook match. Now, I was just, I assume that's got, like, the Irish weapons around or whatever. I don't know what the hell's going on, but I'm sure it's just a no-disqualification match, right? Um, uh, tornado tag, all that fun stuff. And, uh, they're gonna beat the absolute shit out of each other. This could easily be a match of the night, right? And, but, in order for this to look good, the Brawling Brutes have to win. Um, I guess you could watch SmackDown on Friday and kind of see what's, what's going to happen between Sheamus and Gunther. Uh, Gunther, and uh, that could, if you watch that, that could kind of give you a hint of how things are going to go Saturday night, but I think that the Brawling Brutes are going to take the six-man tag on Saturday night, especially if, especially if Sheamus wins the title on Friday night, then yeah, it doesn't matter, none of this matters, just let it win, Uh, Brawling Brutes for the win, it's going to be a fun match, Edge versus Finn Balor, I quit match, right? Um, kind of going back to my previous story when we were talking about the 10 count, uh, Finn Balor's being pushed and Edge has kind of said that he's on his last year and, uh, this is the time where Edge has just got to put the boys over, right? Um, Finn Balor's going to win, but I quit match. That should be so good. I'm so excited for Extreme Rules on Saturday. Um, I don't know if we're going to get any more matches at it. Six is pretty good. Maybe one more, maybe one more match, but I think six is pretty good. Uh, but yeah, Finn Balor is definitely gonna is definitely gonna do it. Edge is gonna be fine coming out of this. He'll go into another feud and put somebody else over. He can lose for the next year and still be one of the greatest of all time, right? So Finn Balor is gonna win against Edge in the I Quit match. Um, and a match I'm really fascinated by is Bailey versus Bianca Belair for the Raw Women's Championship ladder match. Now apparently, I've been hearing through different sources that this is the first ever women's singles ladder match of all time in WWE. Excuse me, WWE. Um, which I find fascinating. Um, and I think the reason why it's a ladder match is so you can have a really good reason why Bianca Belair can lose the title without being pinned. That's right. Bailey's going to become the Raw Women's Champion. She's over as fuck. Let her come in and be the new champion. We need a heel getting in the WrestleMania season with the belt, which is what I'm going to talk about here in a minute, too. We need a heel getting into the, the WrestleMania season, so go ahead and get it off of Bianca. It'll be fine. Bailey for the win. And the first ever single women's ladders match for this Raw Women's Championship. Now, Drew McIntyre versus Karrion Cross in a strap match. This is fine. Actually, I'm going to come back and talk about this one in a second. Let's talk about Liv Morgan versus Ronda Rousey. An Extreme Rules match, so no disqualification match for the SmackDown Women's Championship. Ronda's going to beat the ever-loving shit out of Liv. Listen, she got her money in the bank. She got her win. She had her couple defenses. It's fine. Let's move on from Liv Morgan. She's not it. Ronda Rousey is it, all right? She's going to beat the absolute shit out of Liv Morgan. I love you, Liv. Thanks for everything you do. You're about to fucking die on Saturday, okay? Um... Yeah, and then I think Ronda's a, a, a hell of a lot more interesting uh, champion going into WrestleMania season, which is what we need to think about right now. I mean, I know it's October. We need to start looking at WrestleMania. And, of course, everyone's looking, at least for me, the dream match, which is uh, Becky Lynch versus Ronda Rousey. And I would love a face Becky Lynch versus a heel Ronda Rousey um, going into WrestleMania. So uh, Ronda needs to win that belt. 
Matt Riddle versus Seth freaking Rollins in the fight pitch. Was of course with the, with the special guest referee. And of course they blurt his name's not on there. Hold on to click on it. Let's see what happens. Oh shit. Daniel Cormier. I'm I'm not a I'm not a listen. If y'all listen to this and you're like, what the fuck is wrong with this dude? Uh don't don't be upset with me. Don't be upset with me. It's um it's because I don't watch this. I think it's Daniel Cormier. I think that's what it's. I don't watch UFC, all right? I'm sorry. I know who he is. Joe Rogan talks about him a lot. But yeah, don't kill me because I don't know who he is. But I think it's super dope that they have a, a legitimate MMA UFC guy coming into this. Um, this is a total Triple H move and a total dope move on him. I think I've heard him say in the past that he's super interested in WWE. And I think, I don't know if it's a dirt cheese or somewhere, but they were, they were talking about him at some point. So um, it's going to be Matt Riddle. It has to be Matt Riddle. I'll put him at one and one for their series. Um, it would be really dumb if Matt Riddle doesn't win, um, especially after everything that's been going on. This is his match. Uh, they had it down at NXT, and I'm super dope to see it on the main roster. Matt Riddle for the win. Now, last match, Drew McIntyre versus Karrion Cross um, strap match. Um, the reason why I want to do this one last is because I think if if – well, if, when we see whoever the White Rabbit is, which, of course, we'll just say Bray Wyatt for the sake that we think it's Bray Wyatt. This is the match he has to show up in, right? Because I think this week, was it this week they had Karrion Cross? Like, they had the barcode flash up right at the end of, like, I think his interview on SmackDown. Um, there's a lot of weird hints uh, that he could be a member of the Wyatt Six. I'm going to go with that he's a member of the Wyatt Six, right? And um, so, yeah, I, wait a minute, I think... Karrion Cross is going to win, by the way. Karrion Cross is going to win. Um, he has to go over Drew. Sorry, Drew. Just, you'll be fine. Um, and uh, this somehow interjects Bray Wyatt into this. Uh, at least that's what I think. That's what I think. So, my winners for the night, Ronda Rousey to win the SmackDown Women's Championship. Matt Riddle to win the Fight Pit match. Karrion Cross to win the, smat, uh, the Strap match, which I assume uh, Bray Wyatt will be appearing in. Uh, Bailey to win the Raw Women's Championship against... Uh, Bianca Belair in that ladder match and of course Finn Balor over Edge and of course the Brawling Brutes over Imperium. Now before we close out today's show I want to do my segment. It's called the Hot Tag and that's where I kind of give a hot take or not a hot take but I kind of just do my editorial piece where I just kind of give my opinion on how on a certain topic, right? Let me get a sip of my drink. And that topic this week is is AEW turning into WWE? And what I mean is, is like the bad WWE. Uh, I mean, I've of course I've been on my my podcast hiatus when all the stuff was seeing Punk went down at the the media scrum and all that fun stuff. Uh, but then just chaos backstage. But even then, like the show, like this last week's show wasn't good. It wasn't good. And even like Rampage is not a good show. Like Rampage, I, I watch Rampage on the background uh, on the weekends while I'm cleaning. Uh, it's not a good show. Like I don't have to watch Rampage. If I, I can completely miss Rampage and be okay, which is what SmackDown was for a very long time, right? So I think we need to evaluate where AEW is. Um, I used to hear when AEW, like especially like in its first year, which you got to remember, its first year included a large chunk of the pandemic. Uh, they were in Daly's place for a, a, those over half of those original dynamites were in Daly's place from that first year. 
But when they first came out, we talked about them as the babyface company, right? They were coming in. They were the anti-establishment. They were the anti-WWE. You know, they, um, you know, what's it called? Um, standings and uh, wins matter and stuff. When was the last time we even really talked about where somebody was ranked? Um, I mean, FTR, for God's sakes, hasn't been beaten in forever. They got like 10 championships and I haven't seen them get a damn title shot on AEW in forever. What the hell? How come I watched a match with fucking Private Party this week, but I didn't see FTR on my TV this week? Um, I don't know what's going on behind the scenes. Um, obviously, Cody Rhodes, his, you know, I'm, I'm editorializing now. You know, he saw the sinking ship and he bounced and he went to WWE, where he's obviously. He had a five-star match. He had WWE's first main roster five-star match in like forever. I don't even remember when it was. Um, but it's my opinion that AEW needs to take a real hard look at itself. I think Tony Khan got too big of a dick too fast, and now he is fucking shit in the bed. Um, one thing AEW will always have for it, for a while at least, is that its matches are almost always better than WWE's. Like They're always more fun to watch. But I'm really hyped for this Extreme Rules card. I think I'm more hyped for this Extreme Rules card than I was for the All Out card. There's so much hype going into it, not just with the Bray Wyatt stuff, but just the matches. There's, there's story and there's interesting. I'm looking forward to it. I know it's going to be fun. It's only six matches. All Out was fucking like 14 matches. AEW is walking a really fine tightrope. And I want that feeling... Like I was telling the boys when we were out at uh, at AEW Grand Slam, I loved I loved it. AEW Grand Slam was a great show, um, but AEW Grand Slam was not Revolution uh, earlier this year. Like I at Revolution was such a loud show that my kids were freaking out the entire time because it was just such a loud show. The crowd was so loud. Um, Grand Slam wasn't that loud, and while it had its great moments. Um, they shit the bed with the MJF. Everyone was like, MJF's going to cash in. They kind of shit the bed with that. Um, they really did some weird shit with the John Moxley CM Punk stuff. Like the weird, like, let's do it on Dynamite and then leave the open contract on the ground. I don't know about y'all, but I didn't like that at all. Um, because it's one of those stupid, like, we know where you're going with it. You're just fucking with us now. You're just, um, the one thing that I used to give AEW credit for was that they knew we were smart. And they didn't treat us like we were dumb. And I felt like that was treating us like we were dumb. So, in my opinion, um, AEW needs to sit down and just do a hot look at their product and who they're pushing. Um, and, like, Jay Cargill is still just squashing random people that most people haven't heard of. She's just, I mean, still, like now? Like, haven't she had that title for a while now? And she just squashes random people. Um WWE had Omos come out this week too and just squash random people for no reason. Like, why is that still a thing? But AEW is supposed to be the alternative, right? They're supposed to be anti-establishment, air quotes. But it doesn't feel like that right now. And Tony Khan needs to sit down with his suspended EVPs and figure out how they're going to bring that magic back. Because that magic is kind of gone right now. Um, and, uh, even though like they had the match of the week this week, Jericho and Bandito were awesome. Um, they definitely need to evaluate it because they're going down a weird path with the booking and the behind the scenes drama 
And the 14 matches on the all-out card. Oh, God, come on. And change up your fucking set pieces, too, Tony. Listen to me. I know you're listening, Tony Khan. Change up your fucking set pieces on your pay-per-views. Your pay-per-view should not look like dynamite. Okay? I know I bash WWE for it, too, but I don't spend 50 fucking dollars to watch a WWE thing. I spent $4.99 or $3.99, whatever the hell it is for Peacock. Make it look special. Stop turning into WWE. That's what you're doing. The same set for everything else. Rampage is a throwaway show. Dynamite hits or miss like every other week. Great week, bad week, great week, bad week. Um, I think they went five weeks consecutive with over a million. I think this last week they just hit shy of a million, just a little under, which is amazing ratings. You got to put a little bit more effort into your product because I feel like it's on cruise control right now. Um, That's my hot tag, guys. That's all I got to say. I love AEW, though. It's still the one show that I, I pay attention to the most every single week. Um, but they could do some work. Okay, Tony? You could do some work. Look at your product. Um, but ladies and gentlemen, this has been episode number 53 of From the Top Row Podcast. Uh, don't forget you can follow me on Instagram at I Hate Gerge Brooms. You can follow this podcast at From the Top Row Podcast. I stay pretty active on there, posting uh, previews of the shows coming up in the week, um, some other stuff. Uh, don't forget, we're part of the WrestleBuzz network now, and I love it. Uh, you can follow WrestleBuzz at WrestleBuzz on Instagram. They have an awesome Instagram page, awesome, awesome wrestling content. And, of course, our brothers over at the Project Kayfabe podcast, project, at Project underscore Kayfabe on Instagram. Uh, all you're going to do if you're listening to this on the From the Top Rope podcast feed, make sure you go over and switch over and listen to us on the uh, WrestleBuzz uh, podcast feed. We're going to stay on this one for a couple weeks until we switch completely over there to make sure we get you guys over there with us. Um, but go to the WrestleBuzz network on Spotify, pod, uh, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcast from. But ladies and gentlemen, this has been episode number 53. Thank you all so much. Have a great week. Check us out on Saturday. Uh, we're doing a live show. We'll, we'll post all that stuff on Instagram and, uh, and on Twitter. We'll talk all about it. Uh, we'll do a live uh, me and some of the boys from the Russell, uh, Russell Buzz Network. Uh, thank y'all so much. Have a great week. We'll see you later. Ciao.